So first of all, when it bends, when I like fold it in half, it has to be crispy on the bottom. If it starts to fold over and like flop, you didn't do a good job. The dough is not, it's not giving. Two, if the cheese is burnt, I don't want to eat it. Like, why does it taste like that? So those are two of my, like, it has to be a thin crust and crispy. Yeah. And if it's not that, then I can't. Like, and it has to be the right tomato to cheese ratio. Uh, the cheese to sauce ratio is very, very important. Hi, welcome to Well Said Red with Lillian Depp. We're two redheads bringing our chats to headphones near you. Talk soon. Welcome back to another episode of Well Said Red. I am one of your hosts, Devin. This is also a podcast where Lily hosts sometimes. <laughs> Hi, hey, how you doing? Lily is here as well. Um, your smoothest we, intro ever. I know. Really, I'm falling apart at the end of the season, let's be honest. <laughs> I'm like, yes, that was so smooth. I love that I did that. Um, but we are here with a very special guest. So I don't want to do too much of a preamble because we just want to really get into it. I'm really excited for this episode because um, I think it's going to be fun and spicy and we'll have some fun hot takes. Um, but we have Manya with us today. And Manya is honestly incredible. I met her um, really briefly. We'll do a little like me and Manya origin story, but we met through a job uh, that we both worked last year. Manya was working longer than I was. Um, and we both came to rather dramatic ends at that job. Um, so that was really fun for both of us. Um, but Manya also has, um, I mean, besides being like, basically an influencer on TikTok that I aspire to be. Um, she also has an incredible company um, called Brooklyn Sauce that we are going to get into later. I'm going to let her do like her um, intro and origin story. But we're really excited to have her on the podcast because we are talking about New York. Just just New York. Manya is a native New Yorker um, and we are not. So we are just <laughs> here to learn <laughs> and get excited about her hot takes and also just be um, in her presence because she's a fun character. So Manya, mm -hmm. welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I have to have you do all my intros for the rest of my life forever because that was so <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just don't have me introduce podcasts, but I can introduce people really well. <laughs> I'm so excited to be here, guys. I'm like excited to talk. Yay, so good. So Manya... Remind me, are you still in Brooklyn or did you move into Manhattan? It's okay if you did. We're not going to judge you. I'm I'm in Brooklyn. I'm never leaving. Oh, thank God. We were going to judge you. We were going to judge you. This is a safe space, but not that safe. No, no Manhattan for me. I'm good on that. Okay, good. Good, good, good. Now, where in Brooklyn are you right now? Because um, Right now, I'm in downtown Brooklyn. I've been here for love about it. years. Yeah. Okay. Great. Okay, great. And then... Tell us maybe a little bit about like you as like, where did you grow up in New York? Um, where is like, is your family all like native New Yorkers? What does that even mean? I would love to hear. And I know our listeners would probably be excited to hear just like a little bit of your background because I know that you're really proud of it. And I would love to hear some more of it as well. So, yeah. So I was born and raised in Brooklyn. Um, I grew up in the Kensington Flatbush area on Church Avenue. And I lived there till oh, about... Yeah. 14 years old. Um, and then I went to Edward R. Murrow High School in Midwood. So my family and I moved to Midwood. Um, and I lived there up until like my mid-20s. Um, and yeah, I'm first generation New Yorker. My family is, they're all immigrants. 
Um, and I think that's what gives me more pride. I'm like the firstborn Brooklynite. So yeah. yeah no, but my whole family still lives in New York. Um, no one's left. Everyone's still in Brooklyn specifically. So yeah, everyone's here. <laughs> I feel like that's even more impressive. Like the fact that there's the family unit is all still there. Like no one's like decided, oh, we're going to branch out or do something. Like, no, we're New York until we die. And we're like, okay, that's it. Like New York is where home is and they just can't seem to leave. <laughs> you know, like me. I mean, what's there to see really? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I love that. Awesome. Okay. Well, um, with a little bit of that, I know that there's so much more to that story, but I do want to get into some of our questions because um, I think they all kind of nat- naturally a little bit of your story will come up with some of these questions. Um, and Lily and I both came up with these because we're both transplants, although mm-hmm. currently I'm in California. So I don't even know if I can count that right now. It's pretty embarrassing, but um, <laughs> also a native Californian. So I can claim that at least. Um, but one, some of the things that we've talked about a lot on the podcast, just to like give you a little context, Manya is like, one, how much we love New York, what our experiences of New York have been both Lily's been there six years. I was there four years before having to come back here and planning to make my way back. Um, But kind of our experiences here, we kind of like to giggle a little bit about like people who have very grandiose ideas about New York and those not really coming to fruition. Um, But uh, we are just kind of like very curious about some of your takes on transplants, on pizza on all things that New Yorkers are very proud of. So all the important um, things ultimately, ultimately, yeah. yes, Let's do it. <laughs> ultimately. So I think we'll start off on like a softball here or hopefully a softball. This, this question is a little question. So, and it's very important to her. So I'm very excited to hear your take, but um, what do you think are like the qualifications for like a true New York slice of pizza? And with that, do you have a favorite New York slice? Okay, so I'm going to start off by saying this, and this is going to be very divisive. I love it. Um, I don't think Joe's Pizza is good at all. And I feel like... Yes! (laughs) Oh my gosh, I love her already. (laughs) That's like when people come to New York, it's the first place they go. And I'm like, their pizza sucks. Like it sucks. And I don't get like at all. I don't get the hype because I base a slice well not a slice I base like a pizza place based off of how good they can do a margarita okay. and Joe's Pizza's margarita sucks sorry Joe's Pizza you're no not, it's not good it's not good um but like when it comes to a regular just a cheese slice so first of all when it bends when I like fold it in half it has to be crispy on the bottom if it starts to fold over and like flop you didn't do a good job the dough is not it's not giving two if the cheese is burnt I don't want to eat it. Like, why does it taste like that? So those are two of my, like, it has to be a thin crust and crispy. Yeah. And if it's not that, then I can't. Like, and it has to be the right tomato to cheese ratio. So. I, the cheese to sauce ratio is very, very important. But I will say uh, one of my favorite slices, even though, okay, two favorite slices is one is LMB, Spumoni Gardens. Oh, and yeah. And a regular oh, slice. Good. Oh, my God. It's amazing. And some people don't so like good. it. And two, surprisingly, I love the uh, margarita slice at Artichoke Pizza. Okay. Really? Okay. That's kind of a... It is. That's so fun. You know, I live right across the street from the Artichoke in Park Slope and have yet to have the margaritas. I just like would never have thought it was good. That's the only slice I get there. I, everything else to me is like too much from them, but they're yeah. amazing to me. 
Okay, yeah. I'll give it I a try. I do completely agree with you about the Joe's thing. I have gotten crap from that from so many people. And I was like, no, I stand by it. Like, I'm just going to defend overhyped. Joe's just for one second. I swear, I, I this is where I'm going to show off that I like clearly haven't lived in New York long enough. But <laughs> like the white slice from Joe's is the only slice I get. And it's, okay. I think it's a little nostalgic for me because I never had a white slice of pizza ever in my life before going to Joe's in New York. That was like, that was my very first experience of a white pizza. I had no idea what that was. So that's the only thing I get there. I will say their margarita is crap. <laughs> it is not <laughs> worth it at all. <laughs> bad, bad, bad. But LNB Swimoni Gardens, I actually know because um, Isaac used to live right off of Caton Ave and uh, in like the kind of Windsor Terrace, like mm-hmm. right across from the parade ground. And he loves LNB Swimoni Gardens. Like that is his favorite pizza of all it's and he way, but it's so good it's way out of the way but it's so good and like, I feel like that is a really true like if you know about that that's like a good that's a good indicator for me for sure okay I like I like where this is going I'm I'm not gonna lie I'm a very big fan of this um okay so then after that you know we're kind of making our way through pizza you know this is like you know this is a true test of character really of New York um but we were wondering if you had any subway pet peeves Yes, I do. <laughs> okay, let's hear them. I'm curious if we have similar ones or not. So I, I want to hear them. I have two that always bother me. So the first one is if you're on a crowded train and you get on the train and you don't take your backpack off. I think that's so rude. And I will make it a point to tell the person, like, take your backpack off. Two, I don't like it when you're rushing to get on the train before people came off. Why are you doing that? The train will still be there. So those are my two pet peeves. Yeah, those are good ones. And honestly, quite like courtesy pet peeves. Like, I feel like that should be like mm-hmm. a general rule of thumb, you know, 100%. like, I'm like, I'm sorry, if it's crowded, and you have a backpack that you're turning around and swinging around everywhere, like, come on, like, no, 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 no. But like, some people lack the common sense to take it off. So that's, it becomes a pet peeve. Yeah, they do. They do. I mean, there's a lot of interns on these trains right now because we're in the middle of intern season and you can just spot them from a mile away. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like that's my number one culprit right now for not taking the backpacks off. Yeah. That makes sense. I can see sure. that. Lil, do you have any pet peeves for the subway? Um, definitely if people try to get off before people get on, I consistently on the person who's like, let them off, let them off. Like, it's just, it's not effective either like it's gonna slow the train down it's gonna cause problems um and then I also really I mean I fix I fix my pet peeve because I'll like squish in there but like if someone if there's a bench that's like clearly meant for four people and there's room for four people like the the three people on the bench are like appropriately sized for a fourth person to be on the bench and they're just like spread out awkwardly enough where you're like are you kidding me right now you're really you're you're not and I mean I I will just like squeeze my little butt right there and be like "Mm." Thank you. Like, or when because it puts their bag on the seat that's meant for a person. Yes. Come on. Unacceptable behavior. What are you doing? It's horrible. It's horrible. I think yeah. one of my pet peeves is if people are trying to talk on the phone on the train, which one, like, I don't actually understand why people even attempt that, even on the overhead, like, even above ground trains. I'm like, it, why? We can all hear your conversation. We can yeah. all hear your conversation. It's never juicy enough for us to really want to listen, quite frankly. So I'm over here being like, please stop, stop, stop. We're all just trying to like enjoy our space, our little quiet time bubble, you know, (laughs) unless, you know, we get some train entertainment. But other than that, I'm like, come on, you guys, let's figure this out. (laughs) 
Um, okay. Let's see. Oh, Manya, are you there? Did you freeze? No, I'm here. No, you're here. Okay, just checking. Sorry. <laughs> I was like, Zoom, Zoom. <laughs> We're not sure. We're really not sure. Um, okay, speeding through a little bit. Would you date a new New Yorker and, or have you dated a new New Yorker? Yeah. I have dated new New Yorkers, actually quite a few, um, which is like, yeah, <laughs> I have. Do you, feel, do you feel like, oh, do you uh, recommend it or yeah, no? Should we all be doing it? What's I have noticed like differences. I've noticed like differences in the way where like, maybe they think that I'm more abrupt than I am because they're not used to like maybe a New Yorker or just, I don't know, it's just like subtle ways of like, if I grew up a certain way, another New Yorker will understand. But if they're from out of town, they might be like, I don't get why you are the way you are. Right. So there, you notice those things. But other than that, yeah, I mean, I've dated and I'm open to dating. Okay. Okay. Have you dated a New Yorker, Lily? I don't think like any, cause I mean like no, no one who's like newer than I was, you know what I right. mean? Like, yeah. I mean, I'm six years in now. And so it's kind of like, it's yeah. not like the line. <laughs> not that I'm actively opposed to it, but I, I mean, I married a like, transplant, so I don't, I don't really have anything to say. <laughs> sure. But I also feel like, I mean, if I have a, even like a friend move to the city, like there are things that I'll hear them say that do kind of like, you know, make me chuckle internally or my like, oh, God. You know, yeah. like, which I feel you like, be, and you're like, and I did that, you know? So it's kind of like, oh, totally. you, you know, you know, if they like stick around, they like, oh yeah, silly of me to have said that, but yeah. Which is one of the things I wanted to ask Manya, like, are there <laughs> things that transplants say that are just like straight up wrong or <laughs> like, like just kind of like, oh, this is an identifier. You're new, you know, like you don't get it. Um, you know, I don't know if there's things that they say wrong, but I guess I can still spot a transplant from like a mile away just like a dead giveaway oh it's always like on the train when like the panhandlers are like walking around like asking for money and they feel so bad Mm. and like I don't have anything I'm so sorry and it's like you could tell the the people that have lived here their whole lives are like not even like paying attention you know so um that's definitely a dead giveaway or like how slow somebody walks down the street is another dead giveaway because I'm zooming down the sidewalk um, but then I know if somebody's like walking down the street too slow, I'm like, they have not, they, they have not been here long enough to feel like the need. They to haven't walk. acclimated. Feel the fear. <laughs> yeah. The fear of like, I'm not going to get there on time. So, um, <laughs> my train was three minutes late and that three minutes is going to cost me. I'm going to make it up yeah. in my run. <laughs> but you know, even if I'm not in a rush anywhere, I'm still walking fast. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you know, like you have good 15 minutes like just slow down and I'm still there like zooming like running down the street and it just becomes like a normal thing but I guess like I can tell if someone's not from here because they're taking their sweet ass time so (laughs) for For sure sure. for sure is there anything that's like this is like maybe like might require a little more of a conversation surrounding it but like with transplants is there anything that is like super frustrating to you about people who move to New York and just like kind of I don't know like just kind of is there a sense of entitlement that you have experienced or is there a sense of like ownership like too soon that's really like rubs the wrong way like I feel like that's something that can be really abrasive (laughs) very quickly yeah you know I always bring up the example of the bodega cat story where this woman moved to like I think it was like Bushwick I don't know and she wrote a really bad Yelp review about the bodega being like 
oh, I wonder what the health inspector would think if they knew there was a cat in the bodega with the food. And to me and to every like, I feel like New Yorkers were enraged when they heard that because it was like there's been a certain way that we've known things to be. And a cat at a deli is not a big deal to us because all these bodegas are family owned. Their kids are working there. Their, their husbands, their spouses, their families, right? So like, that's the family bodega cat. Like, we don't touch that. That's fine. But then there's there's people that don't understand the way things work here. And I feel like sometimes they'll be like, it's just New York. Like, who cares? You're not any more special than the rest. And like, no, we're not more special, but there's a way things happen and the way there's like unsaid rules that you just don't fuck with. Yeah. And I feel like that's where the entitlement comes in. And it's like, you can't move to our city but then change our city, you know, that that's where I think native New Yorkers get a little like pissed off. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Like, I I feel like if you're coming into a new space, I I like to think of it like, you know, even if you're going to travel somewhere new for the first time, like I'm not going to go tell like the people in Amsterdam, like, Hey, too many bikes are on the road right now. You know, you guys need to settle down. Like you're going to take out some people, you know, it's like, I'm not going to go do that. Like, that's absurd. Like, Therefore, I'm also not going to go to the bodega and be like, so this is a super unhealthy environment and I'm going to call the health inspector right now and get this place shut down. You know, it's like, what, what, who cares? It's not your bodega. Until like this one person brought it up and was like, this is outrageous. There's a cat Like, you know, it's, it's those types of uh, of things for sure. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that makes total sense. Like it's, it's just going to be one of those like, Hey, um, who asked you? Right. Exactly. Yeah, truly. So (laughs) we've been doing just fine. (laughs) I love that. Um, okay. So then real quick, because I do, I really am actually curious on your opinions about this. Um, but what do you think are the most like overrated and underrated neighborhoods in general? Um, okay. I think that like West village and East village is very overrated. Ding, ding, I, really ding. Don't, I don't go to the city unless I need to. Um, that's one, yeah. um, an underrated neighborhood for me is Fort Greene. Um, I live right by Fort Love Green. Love Fort Green. Such a gem. And uh, I feel like a lot of people that especially live in the city don't venture out to other boroughs, so they don't really know what they're missing. But there's a lot of culture in Fort Green. There's still a lot of, like, native New Yorkers there. So it's, I love Fort Green. I feel like I've been pleasantly surprised every time I've gone to Fort Green. Like, there's just, like, cute little parks, great food, like, lots of fun cultural, like, food options as well, which is really, like, different because I feel like Fort Greene kind of gets a reputation for being a little, like, stuffy almost sometimes. But maybe I've been talking to the wrong people. I don't know. I think it depends where you're going because there's so many places in in Fort Greene that are, like, local. Like, for example, I feel like a lot of people don't even know, like, Spike Lee's studio is in Fort Greene. And, like, people don't know Mm -hmm. that. But that's like a huge institution for Brooklyn, like Spike Lee is, you know, it's Spike Lee. So I don't know, all these community events happen in Fort Greene, like, I feel like you have to know about them to know about them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, there are definitely maybe like parts of Fort Greene, if you go in another direction, that maybe are just a little like, yeah, whatever. But oh, <laughs> I love it there. It's got really beautiful, like building structure too. Like a lot of those streets are really, really beautiful, like old Brooklyn. Oh, yeah gorgeous yeah Lily do you have an underrated overrated neighborhood um 
I'm so glad you said the West Village for overrated. Uh, because look, I like a West Village moment sometimes, but I just like, it's always someone else choosing to go there. I'm not like ever choosing, like, let's meet here. Let's do this in the West Village. It's always just, I feel like there's so many people. I don't, I don't know. I just feel like the vibe is not it. And people there are trying to live their best Carrie Bradshaw lives, frankly. And I just like am not at this point. So for a brand I would have... Yeah. Yeah. Except when Devin drags me there at seven o'clock in the morning for a photo shoot. Yeah. Um, Listen, I was like, cute pictures. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I lived in Bed-Stuy for quite a few years and really do love that neighborhood and love that neighborhood also because just like you said, people from the city are really not there. But then also there's a lot of people in like the Brooklyn areas that are more popular, like Williamsburg or Brooklyn Heights, Cobble Hill, Park Slope, who are never in Bed-Stuy. Like it's right in the middle of these, you know, more popular neighborhoods for ultimately like people who we know who are moving to the city are wanting to live in like a Williamsburg, a Park Slope, you know, but no one's ever really there. So people who are there, like know the spots, it's really good food, um, stunning brownstones. And I really appreciated living there for four years just because I was like, most people, a lot of people will never be here. Like they'll actually never step foot in bed where there's so much history here that, and just like food and culture that is so cool to be a part of. It makes me so sad because it's like, I've noticed myself, like if, if someone lives like in like the center of Williamsburg or like LES or mm-hmm. whatever, East Village, West Village, like they won't step foot outside of those neighborhoods. And it's like, and I, I mean, I don't know if this is like a discussion we're going to have later and later, later questions, but I'll bring it up now. Bring it up now. I don't see the point of moving to New York if you're going to like be in these neighborhoods, which make you feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. Because maybe they resemble like home because it's like the same type of people, but then like you're not branching out. And it's like, well, what are you here for? Like, what did, what did you learn? Because I feel like a lot of people come to New York for like, I want to move to the big city and have like a different experience and meet different type of people. And it's like, you're staying in these neighborhoods where like everyone's the same as you. Everyone came here from somewhere else. And like, everyone looks like you, everyone acts like you. It's just your hometown, but like in New York, you know what I mean? And it's like... Mm-hmm. Where did you go? What did you see? I mean, there's so many places. I mean, some people have never even stepped foot into Queens. And Queens mm-hmm. is like the most diverse like borough we have. And like Queens is wild. I love it. Kidding? Like you can experience so much in Queens. Like it's ridiculous. Like Jackson Heights is the most di- diverse neighborhood in the whole world. And people don't even mm-hmm. know that. Like, you step foot into one block in Jackson Heights and you've experienced like 20 ethnicities. Like in one block and you get to eat like it's just it's wild to me like if I go to another city the first thing I want to do is like explore like how do I eat like a local how do I find new things like if I go to Miami I don't stay in South Beach because that's like Times Square right like I'm gonna Mm -hmm. go and like where do I go let's go to like little Havana let's find real spots to come to New York and stay in the West Village is a crime it's a crime 100 percent 100 percent Actually, one of the first trips that I ever came to New York, I only visited New York twice before moving there. And it was like on opposite seasons. Um, And I stayed in Bed-Stuy and it was like right off the Utica stop. And I loved it. I was like, this is fun. People are just out on their stoops, hanging out. Like I was just like in an Airbnb apartment and just like looking for apartments, quite frankly. And I was like, 
this is fun. Like there's coffee right here. Everybody's hanging out in the square, like right outside the subway stop. Like Bedside is cool. And it is true. Like exactly what you said, Lily. Like I lived in Bushwick before then moving to Williamsburg. And like those kind of crossover lines are really like people don't do it. Like it's very odd to me. I'm like, people do not like, like I would literally go to the Home Depot in like that bordered the Bedside border because I'm like, hey, there's better coffee over here in Bedside. I'm gonna walk a little further, you know, to get it. Like that's that's just what you gotta do. So it is one of those things where it's like, hey, if you're gonna live in a city, you should probably explore it a little bit uh further than just the boundary lines of your little neighborhood, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dev, do you have an overrated, underrated neighborhood? Um, well, it's hard because I haven't lived in a like large part of Brooklyn, but like, like, and I do like to explore where I live. Like I like to really like settle into a space like, oh, like I want to know where my like corner shop is. I want to know like all that, but I really liked Bushwick, although Bushwick has become kind of like very, yeah, I don't like it. It's just like, it's like all the... (laughs) like all the degenerates going there (laughs) which is such an old person thing for me to say all the youth (laughs) I lived in for a year and I was like get me I don't know why it wasn't I just like like, don't feel cool enough to be there anymore I'm like uh I don't know guys I I don't have baggy enough pants and chipped enough my last Bed-Stuy apartment was like so I lived on both sides of Bed-Stuy it was on the Bushwick side and we had our downstairs neighbors who were talking about like oh we're gonna move to Bushwick and I just looked at my roommate and I was like we will not. We are Bedside girls. We are not Bushwick girls. Like, let it be. <laughs> Don't known. do that. <laughs> and and she was just like, okay, okay, we're Bedside girls. I was like, we just need to. We just need to clarify. I don't yep. want to go to Bushwick. And she's like, all right, like yeah. fine. I lived on the um, M and J side of Bushwick, so it wasn't like the L side. So I feel like I didn't see yeah. as much of like the you know like artsy like people who are buying up the lofts and you know Bushwick over there mm-hmm. and clubbing at House of Yes or whatever you know like all those like other little ones. I was more kind of on the like more family kind of side of it, and mm-hmm. actually closer to Ridgewood, which I also th- I think that's a really Ridgewood's cool. Area. I think that's really underrated. I love that area, and it's like a, just a little like in kind of feels like a little pocket, you know, of just like. Mm-hmm culture but also like there's good food and great thrift shops so I don't know I really enjoy it I had a friend who like showed me all around there when I first moved there and I was like oh this is sick like I love this area so that would be probably my takes like I love Williamsburg and I love living there because I'm close to a lot of people that I love but at the end of the day too it's a very very basic neighborhood (laughs) it's very basic (laughs) so that's what it is you know and you don't you don't find the diversity there unless you're like kind of in the east side of it which even then is a little like it's getting again it's crazy because Williamsburg was not like that when I was growing up so it's like so wild to see what it is now I'm sure that must be like such a culture shock like I think about that I'm like oh my gosh what that's crazy it's like now it's like really commercial they're like building a Chanel there I think yeah like a Hermes I'm like whoa 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 there's a glossier there now it's ridiculous we're like the Soho now it's so annoying I hate it I'm like I gotta get out (laughs) I hate it too (laughs) I'm like please stop like I love like the Grand Ave area and basically everyone kind of by McGulrick Park like back that Mm -hmm. area I love but like I can't even walk like walking down freaking Metropolitan now is like a nightmare I'm like ay 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 so it's becoming a little sad (laughs) but that's okay you know what people do what they want to do uh which is fine but um going along the lines of that because I think that like 
as you kind of look at neighborhoods in New York and as you're moving to a new place, I think there's just like a lot of information that you don't get unless you're talking to someone who's actually there. And I experienced that firsthand. I don't know if you did that, Lily, but I feel like you probably didn't. I don't think you knew very many people when you first moved here, right? I didn't know anybody. Yeah, nobody. Same here. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm curious, Manu, your take on like, because we've talked about this a little bit, like, hey, what are some of the things that people need to know when they're considering moving to New York? Like, both Lily and I have done it like rather differently. And so I'm curious because you've been here, like what are some of the things that you think are most important? And I'm curious, like how they differ from our experience. Um, Well, first of all, I think it's so important for people to like not rely on what influencers are telling them about New York. Yeah. People move here and they're like, Oh my God, I'm going to have like a one bedroom apartment with a washer dryer and a doorman and a view. And it's like, babe, you're not going to have that. It's just not going to happen. And nope. if it's going to happen, it's because you have money to have it. And that's like one thing that people need to know. Most buildings here don't have elevators. So get ready for a walk up and get ready to do your laundry at a laundromat outside. It's not a convenient life to have like Mm-mm. here. This is exactly why people say like, if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. It's like, it's really fucking hard to make it here, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And like, I was born and raised here, but like every day is still a struggle. Like anyone is struggling in New York. So if you're going to come to New York, try to have a strong mind about it. Understand it's not going to be easy. And just like try to get involved in community things to really learn about the neighborhood that you're in, especially. Mm -hmm. Um, Just like look up for community, like even community gardens, just like anything to get involved, even just to see like what you can do or like just learn more about what the neighborhood is, is actually. Cause like, for example, like I feel like around Bushwick or Williamsburg, people don't know that it was like highly Puerto Rican. Right. And so that whole thing a few months ago where they tried to take Avenue of Puerto Rico down. Yeah. People didn't know like how much that meant to people. And I'm glad that it, it was brought back up, but that's only because everyone was yelling and screaming and they're like, oh, we took it off for cleaning. Like there's never been a sign cleaned in New York ever in my entire life. <laughs> so why are you fucking lying? The city's dirty and we know it. Like, don't pretend you were cleaning <laughs> one sign. Like, okay. Literally. Um, but it's just, it's just kind of like know where you're moving to. Just like do some research. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. No, so. I love that. Cause I like really briefly, I moved here, like literally without a job. I just moved into an apartment in Bushwick with my roommate from California. We had nothing like we were just like, we both want to be in New York. That's it. That's all we've got, you know? So what we did was get to know our neighborhood. We got to know the city that we did all the free activities we could possibly find because we were broke and we were like having to figure out laundry, having to figure out where to go, like for groceries, like none of the grocery stores were the same as what we were used to. So it is, it's like, you kind of have to just like adapt to the neighborhood and like watch what people are doing every day, watch what's going on like you're not gonna get the luxury influencer life and thank god like influencers weren't really a thing when I moved to New York like that was that's a new thing Mm -hmm. and I feel like there's a lot of people who are heavily influenced by them to come to New York and live extravagantly and that's just like not it's not the real experience you know it's just like I feel like half of the influencers or at least the ones that come across my feed they're here for a year or they're here for two yeah. years and they go home or they move to a different city or, you know what I mean? Like there are not roots necessarily being planted as far yeah. as like, or the people that I know who like kind of live that lifestyle online, they're gone in 13 months. They're gone yeah. in 16 months. And it is kind of 
like, okay, you see that, but there's like that lack of stability. Where are the roots? Where's the community? Like it almost is like, is this just a big, long drawn out photo op at this point? And if that's what you want, fine. Like we got a lot of good photo ops, but like, what kind of life do you want to lead? Right. I love that. Yeah. Um, so we are running short on time here and I want to make sure that we really give a spotlight to Brooklyn sauce because Isaac would actually kill me if I didn't say on the (laughs) podcast, like he, one was uh, floored by your company, but two, he also wears his hat every single freaking day. Like I can't get him to not wear his Brooklyn sauce swag. It's actually awesome. (laughs) It's awesome. So I want to give the floor to you, Manya, because I know that you also have some fundraising going right now. And I just want you to share like the origins of Brooklyn sauce and kind of your mission and like what's going on with that. Yeah. So Brooklyn Sauce is my company, obviously. It's a hot sauce company. And so it started during COVID. I feel like everyone during COVID was like, what can I do? I don't want to work for the man anymore. Mm -hmm. Everyone was like trying to find their thing. And like, I've always loved to cook and hot sauce has been a passion. So I just started like testing recipes at home. I was unemployed for like almost a year. I had a lot of time to test recipes. And so I just started making hot sauce that like was my type of hot sauce, what I would find to be perfect hot sauce. And I started to just bottle it and give it to friends and family. And out of nowhere, like, oh my God, this can be my business. So here I am like two years later and I am almost a year um, in since launching. My anniversary is like beginning of August. And so my whole mission for the company is to give back to Brooklyn, right? That's why it's called Brooklyn Sauce. Um, The amount of pride I have being from the city is like ridiculous. Um, and so I really wanted to make this company as an ode to my city, right? I want everyone to know that Brooklyn sauce is like there for them. Um, a portion of proceeds goes back to Brooklyn based organizations. Uh, I've already been really lucky to work with two amazing organizations. Um, one is called green city force. Oh my God. Green city force. Yeah. Um, they do urban farming at NYCHA houses and then red hook initiative. They are just like a huge resource. For the Red Hook community, Red Hook um, housing is like one of the most underserved communities in Brooklyn. So I just want to keep doing more work um, just with my city. Uh, you know, there's there's a, obviously a future goal when it comes to Brooklyn sauce. I really want it to be more of a lifestyle brand for the people of Brooklyn. Um, I want to have a clothing line uh, with Brooklyn sauce where I rotate. Um, a new Brooklyn artist every quarter to do drops with, um, to have the wearable art. I really just want to like highlight New York makers. Um, And then hopefully one day have a community space where everyone can sell their stuff, sell New York made things, just have conversations, have a cup of coffee and like just create ideas. So this is for New York. This is what my company is. Uh, It's for Brooklyn. It is for New York, I guess it's for Brooklyn really. and yeah, I hope people follow. I hope people try the hot sauce. Um, you can find my hot sauce on the website. Uh, I am in a few stores, but I'm really focusing on the website. It's uh, brooklynsauce.com. And follow our Instagram. Yeah. And are you doing, is it a Kickstarter right now? Yeah. Or, okay. It's not, it's not a Kickstarter, actually. It's 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 a GoFundMe. Okay, perfect. Okay. It's just really, you know, I'm taking donations to just help keep us afloat right now. Yeah. Um, Inflation is kicking my ass. I'm not going to lie to you. And, you know, it, I'm doing this full time. I'm trying my best to um, expand and, and add on more flavors and, and more things in general. So if anyone yeah. wants to help out, 
I really appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, we'll drop the we'll put the link in um in our podcast episode, and then obviously sure. it's is it at Brooklyn Sauce um on Instagram? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Brooklyn Sauce. And then what yeah. are the flavors that you have right now? Yeah. Oh my God. It's like look the worst businesswoman. Okay, so the first flavor is the original sauce. It is a citrus habanero sauce. It is like an orange lime base. Uh, has a nice kick to it. And then the second flavor is a pineapple red. It's a little sweeter. It's serrano peppers. They both they both go good on everything. And I know I'm biased, but they really do. So those are the two flavors right now. Yeah. Lily's over here just salivating. She's oh like, oh my gosh, I, I love know. Hot sauce. Well, also I told Deb earlier, I was like, any brand that Isaac Arnold is that loyal to is a brand to watch out for. Like the man is brand loyal to a T. He is. He really it. is. He's obsessed. He was like, we, well, we went to the market um, during Christmas that, that you were at. And yeah. that's when he got his hat. And he literally, I mean, he's worn that thing constantly since. And I'm like, I know, right. I'm like, every time I'm like tagging up, I'm like, here it is. <laughs> I love it. Spotted again in the hat. But we love the sauce. We bought the pineapple one, I think. And we bought two of Yum. them because we were like, we got to get all our sauce in. Um, and now I'm going to have to order some out here because it's actually pretty sad not having it. And we still use, <laughs> we need our hot sauce for sure. But um, get kick. yeah, you got to get your kick. You know, I'm like, come on, get a little Brooklyn out here. That's what we need. Um, but anyways, I know that we're short on time and I want to be respectful of your time, Manya, but um, we are going to link you up in all the show notes and whatnot. And um, we are just so excited to have you on the podcast. Like, is yeah, this your first thank podcast? You so much. It is. I was like, oh my God, am I really an influencer? No, I'm kidding. Oh my <laughs> God. She is. She oh made God. it. She's not a virgin anymore. Yeah. <laughs> podcast virgin. I always wanted to like be on a podcast. I don't know why. I just, whatever. I'm so honored. I like people that like to talk and you guys like to talk and so do I. So it worked out. We love talking. We had <laughs> so many questions. We didn't even get to all the questions. So we might have to do a round two in season three, but we wanted to wrap up season two with just like an ode to New York in the best way possible, which was talking mm-hmm. to one of our fellow New Yorkers. So this is so yeah. fun. So thank you for just sharing your hot takes. Thank you for being a part of this. We are so grateful and I can't wait to see you back in the city soon. And Lily, you're going to have to get some hot sauce. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll be making a purchase. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, guys. All right. Thanks, Manya. Bye.